All right, welcome everyone. It's uh, Wednesday, March eighth, and we are going to celebrate International Women's Day, which is uh, why we're going to talk about what we're talking about today. So, um, I want to talk about the stages of change, right? Because this is so important as you're going through your weight loss journey to recognize the real process of change. And again, in honor of International Women's Day, we're going to talk about Virginia Satir, who is not only a, a pioneer of family therapy. Um, but she was actually one of the main role models that they used to create NLP or linguistic programming. So uh, I think understanding the stages of change is so helpful because most people have a very <laughs> intuitively incorrect concept of change. Uh, they call it, it's kind of the straight line theory, right? That you're going to start your weight loss journey. You're just going to drop down weight until you get to your goal weight. And that's not really accurate. And if you expect that, you know, that expectation is going to bump into reality and you're probably going to be really discouraged. <laughs> so we want to have a more accurate understanding of what change really is. And you know it, like it's in there somewhere. But um, I think through all the weight loss marketing, you know, we, again, they, they always reinforce this straight line of success where you start your plan and just get down to your goal weight. And that's that. Um, however, the reality is, is a much different process. Uh, and again, I think you know this and you'll be able to reference this against your own experience in life of changes you've created. And, um, I can guarantee you through this as well. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I've known this over 20 years and the process of weight loss is usually not a straight line of success. It's usually, you know, jaggedy and, and all over the place. And it's a trend line. It ends up getting where you want it to go, but it's an adventure along the way. So if you understand that and expect that right from the beginning, you are set up for more success. Okay, so Virginia Terrace starts by talking about the status quo, right? So we, we start our process of change and we start with what we've been doing, okay? And it's important to understand that what we've been doing is really automated, right? We run our lives on autopilot. We're subconscious creatures. We're not consciously making decisions all day long about what we're going to eat and what we're going to do. We pretty much do what we did. You know, we just follow our old programming. So that's a really important part of this process to understand, because if you just think you're some logical creature consciously making decisions all throughout the day, then weight loss should be easy, right? Because I'll just make new conscious decisions all the way, but you're not making conscious decisions all day long. You're kind of on autopilot to a certain degree. So we start the change process with a concept of status quo. My programming kind of allows me to do this normal thing I do. And this is what I do. And it's easy because it's pretty automated. It doesn't take a lot of effort. So all of a sudden what happens is you start creating the change, right? And so you say, I'm going to start a diet. I'm going to start weight loss. I'm going to start changing my eating. I'm going to add exercising in. And so here's what she refers to as the foreign element, right? It can be a decision we make. And sometimes it happens outside. All of a sudden, you know, in life, something might happen to you, okay? But we can make a decision as well. So the foreign element can be literally a decision we make, you know, to, to change how we're living. And then what follows is a state of chaos. This is really important to understand. Um, you know, just because you have a meal plan that you're going to follow internally, it's a state of chaos because all of a sudden you are changing up the status quo. All of your automated programming isn't effective anymore. You're just, you're consciously trying to change everything you're doing. So it's a state of chaos. That's the word she used. And I love that word because isn't that what you feel when you start a weight loss plan, when you start to create some change, it is a, it's a disoriented state where you're trying to get your bearings because all of a sudden you're not on autopilot. You know what I mean? Now you're engaged. I use the example a lot of times of, it's like if you went to a foreign country, you're on a trip that you'd never been to before. It's exciting. It's an adventure. However, you have to think about absolutely everything, right? You, you don't know where to get your coffee. You don't know where your paper, you don't know where to eat. You don't, you don't know any of the normal stuff. So you have to think about absolutely everything and it's exhausting. It's tiring. And so we want to recognize this phase because a lot of people just assume I'm going to start the plan on day one and everything's fine. I'm just going to cut some food out. I'm missing the food a little bit, but that's the only problem. No, you're in a state of chaos. It, it's unusual. Your brain kind of freaks out a little bit because your brain is designed to maintain the status quo. Right? <laughs> What's worked this long? Let's just keep it going that way. All right. Um, but then what ends up happening if you stick in the chaos long enough? And this is why it's important to recognize this stage of chaos. If you're able to stay in this chaos stage long enough, she says there's a transforming idea that comes in, okay? And this could be something that you just recognize in the ether. It could be just something that, that pops into your mind, um, but it pops in and it starts to make sense of the chaos and you start to make your way. And 
now all of a sudden you start to practice and integrate the new ideas and you start to reach a new status quo. Okay. So there's a status quo, you know, she shows chaos as being blah, 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 all these crazy lines. Then there's that new idea we get. We start practicing and integrating that. And then we hit a new status quo. Okay. But the new status quo is not a straight line. It's not a straight line of success. It is this wobbly all over the place thing. And, but the secret is to stay in that chaos because one of the things that does happen, and there's multiple ways that this transforming idea can come in. But one of the things that happens is that you, you have a part of your brain called the reticular activation system. And it basically controls your reality. It, it filters out from your reality what's not important and brings into your awareness what is. And so when you stay in the state of chaos for a period of time, it starts to train your brain. It orients your brain to figuring this out because your brain doesn't like chaos at all. And so your brain is going to work on figuring out this new chaos and fixing it. And so you have to be okay with that feeling. And eventually what happens is the reticular activation system is it starts to orient to figuring out a way out of the chaos. And so you have to give this some time. You have to give this process some time to work. And once you find this new um, you know, transforming idea or strategy, um, you begin to feel less chaos. And now you go to work on implementing that. You feel a sense of groundedness again. And eventually what happens after you get the transforming idea and you go to work on integrating it and practicing it again, then you gain some mastery over it. You hit that new status quo, but that's the process of change. It is not this neat and easy, you know, path to success. There really are those moments of feeling completely upside down, topsy turvy, and that's normal and natural. You've got to go through that process. Understand true learning. You have to pass through a state of confusion a state of chaos. That's what real learning is. If you're just doing something and you don't feel that, you're not actually learning anything new. And so as you orient yourself and understand this process, it sets you up to be prepared for it. Because if you're not prepared for it and you're expecting a simple line, again, when the chaos comes, it feels overwhelming, completely unprepared for it. Why did this happen? You know. So keep this in mind when you want to create change, anticipate the chaos and what you can do to deal with the chaos is, again, that's why it's so important when you're looking to create change to get the sleep, to relax, to drink your water, to nourish your body, to move more, because these things help you deal with the chaos phase more effectively and end up getting to that place where you find that new idea, integrate it, and get to that new level. So keep this in mind next time you want to create a change. So um, yeah, if, if any of you all have any questions, you know, feel free to ask that. Again, I, I'm a huge Virginia Satir fan. Um, Cloud Enjoyer says, overthinking everything is my everyday though. <laughs> for sure, for sure, right? Um, that's that's me, that's every one of my clients. You know, we're we're just a group of overthinkers, I would say, no doubt about it. Um yeah, you hit it on the on the, on the head. But let's talk about that for a second because I always say, um, I just say like, I'm not the, I'm not the smartest person, but I am in my head thinking constantly always been like that and overthinking. It's kind of like you were born with this, um, powerful sports car, but you never learned how to drive it. So it's like, you can just drive it into a pole faster. So it's like, you've got this supercomputer, but if you've got the wrong programming in a supercomputer just makes things really worse, really quicker a lot of times. So if you're not getting the results you want, you're an overthinker. Oh boy. The, the self-hypnosis is even more important to you because you're, I'll give you, I'll tell you what you're doing. If you're not getting the results you want, um, is that you're thinking about the problem and you're obsessing on the problem. And the reason that's not good is because your subconscious mind can't tell the difference between, um, it, it doesn't understand negatives. If I tell you, don't think about a banana, right? You think about a banana. And so a lot of times overthinkers are always fixated on the problem. Why do I, why can't I stick with a plan? What's wrong with me? Why can't I stay motivated? Why don't I ever eat the right stuff? But we keep thinking about what we're doing wrong, trying to figure it out. But that thinking about it all the time is programming our subconscious mind. For example, so I say, don't think about a banana. You're thinking about a banana, right? So if you say to yourself, why do I keep overeating? I'm always overeating. Why do I keep eating that ice cream? Why do I keep eating the cookies, right? Every time you say that, you're imagining eating the cookies, eating the ice cream, and you're programming it into your mind even more. You see, and so an overthinker has got to understand self-hypnosis or you're just at the mercy of your thoughts, you know? So same brain here, same brain that made me 50 pounds heavier, same brain here that made me 50 pounds lighter for 30 years. The only difference is what was going through my brain. What was the actual programming that my computer was running? 
So I get you there, right? All my clients are the same way. Overthinkers, all of us. <laughs> um, Pastor, Pastor Spitfire. All right. Thanks you for helping us. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, computers went crazy. Uh, yeah, that's why I, I love, I love helping you guys all out. It, it's really, this has been a lot of fun. You know, I've, I've been doing TikToks now for a number of months and I kind of changed my whole business model around. So this has been a lot of fun to be able to get out here and just help people out. So I'm excited to do it. Glad you appreciate it. Um, what do you think about EFT? Okay. So EFT, I think that, um, uh, I think that I, I'm a hypnotist. Okay. So, so I'm, I have no problem saying that, you know, it's kind of like that saying, right. When the only tool you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. So I'll be, I'll be straight up. Everything to me seems like hypnosis and EFT is no exception. So, you know, I tend to think that it's more hypnotic because I've used techniques that are very similar to that without the tapping aspect of it, you know? And so I've used things that are similar to that because what's happening with EFT. So I, I think it's good though. I, I, let me just kick off that. I, I think it's a good thing. Um, but I tend to think that it's more hypnosis than it is, you know, meridian points and, and actual energy centers. But that's my ignorance. I don't know a whole lot about that, but I certainly can identify the aspects of hypnosis that are involved with it without question. Um, because what's happening, you're turning, what it's just like hypnosis. You're bringing your attention inwards. You're paying attention to where you're at tension wise, emotionally. And again, you're using the tapping as almost a distraction. It's almost like a meditative technique. And so you feel like you're kind of in the string, but really what's happening is you're paying attention to what's going on inside of you. And that's, you know, Milton Erickson said hypnosis is an inward focus of attention. And so, um, there are those hypnosis aspects to it, but I'm a fan. It's, it's helped a lot of people out. And so I think, um, if it works for you, knock yourself out, you know what I mean? Do it. Um, and use it. But I, I tend to think it's more hypnosis than energy stuff. But, you know, hey, we all got our opinions on stuff. Um, cats are the best. <laughs> cats are the best. I want to eat everything in my house. Thank God I haven't yet. <laughs> all right. Uh, do you want to eat everything in your house, though? You know what I mean? Like, I, I this is what I do. You know, I, I do coaching all day long. And so it's like, you don't really want to eat everything in your house. You should stop saying that, you know. Um, people, again, you know, Everyone really ought to learn hypnosis because I'll tell you, hypnosis, in my opinion, the concept of hypnosis is the most valuable psychological concept that exists. And I really believe that. And I've read a, you know, I read a lot of psychology and uh, I think, I think hypnosis is the most valuable psychological concept there is, right? Because what, what, what am I talking about? I'm talking about that you got a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. And your conscious mind is the party that's logical, rational, wants you to lose weight, knows what you should do, tries to get you to do it. That's your willpower. And then you have a subconscious mind that's actually running all of your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And the big problem we all have in life is that we want to do things that we know are going to be good for us. We want to do them, but then we don't do them. And so it's like, well, what do you got to say, psychology? What you got? And, and they never address that. I, I don't know. There's just, I don't find good solutions. I've, I've, I don't know. You let me know if you, you know... Let me know if you think there's some psychology modality that answers that question. How do you get yourself to do the things you want to do? And it's like, I, I don't, to me, I just talked about this today. I, I was like, it's the biggest thing we're all dealing with. It's the elephant in the room and no one describes it. You know, psychology loves abnormal psychology, but how about just normal of us that just can't get ourselves to do the things we want to do? What, what's going on? And so hypnosis to me explains that. That again, you have this conscious mind and the subconscious mind, and they, they function differently. Your conscious mind is very logical and rational. It knows what you should do. But your subconscious mind, which is actually in control of your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, is not logical and rational. It's very associative. It just links things together. Um, it does things for outcomes and reasons. And so all of a sudden, when you have this understanding, you can say, oh, well, I consciously know I want to lose weight and it'd be better for me. But subconsciously, I like to eat ice cream at night on the sofa because it's relaxing and it makes, it's like the reward I get after working hard all day, you know? And so there's just this association to it. And that association is way more powerful than that logical understanding. Is this not the problem you're dealing with, right? That you know what you should do, you want to do it, but you can't get yourself to do it, right? And you have no understanding or explanation for why this is, you know? And so I, I do this all day long, people trying to lose weight for 20, 30, 40 years. And I say, well, what's going on? I don't know. How could you be 30, 40 years into this and have no granular understanding of what's going on here? You know? So, so again, understanding hypnosis to me is crucial. And so when you start understanding the subconscious mind, which is really, in con it's, your subconscious mind's controlling your weight, not your conscious mind. 
You've wanted to lose weight for 30 years. You couldn't want to lose weight anymore and it's not happening. But how do you explain it? I say it's your subconscious programming. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. And so your subconscious mind is very literal. And so when you say things like, I want to eat everything in my house, when you say that all the time, um, it's a it's an unhelpful message to send your mind, your subconscious mind. Um, so you have to be very, very literal with your subconscious mind. You have to speak. It's your subconscious mind in some ways is like a computer. And so you need to be very specific with the, the code that you're putting into it. Um, cause what do they say in computer programming? Geigo, right? Garbage in garbage out. And if you're getting garbage out, if you're getting shitty results, it's because you're putting shitty things into your subconscious mind. Guaranteed. I mean, I've been doing this for professionally for 20 years. I see it over and over again. You know what I mean? Like every single person, especially now, like my new program, like I, it's got coach, I'm able to coach everyone in it, you know? And that's been amazing because I've been doing private coaching for a long time. And, um, it, it's, I love private coaching too, but it's, it's just my, my main goal, my mission in life is to help as many people as possible with their goal weight. So as much as I love private coaching, it's not bringing me to that place I want to be. So the new program is it's a lot more group coaching. And it's it's amazing because it's like even yesterday we had a group call. This is like banging through people. You know what I mean? Because it's always the same thing. It's the subconscious mind. And it ain't rocket science. Do you know what I mean? But it's just understanding some of the principles of your subconscious mind and working with them as opposed to working against them. You know? Hey Vicky. Yep. Vicky, Vicky, it's not the why, it's the how. Yep. Your words are ringing in my head. Is that healthy? It is, it is Vicky. That's what that's what you're paying for. <laughs> that's what all you would love to have, right? Is my words ringing in your head? Because what are my words? I become that encouraging, supportive voice in your mind, helping you along the path. I just made a video on this. The voice you've got in your head trying to get you to motivate, motivate you and help you lose weight is a shitty, critical, mean voice. And it makes you feel terrible, you know? So, so that is in a nutshell, what I do with my clients is, and even what, even not my clients, even people just in TikToks, I watch them all the time, watching the podcast, is, is you get my voice and it doesn't have to be my exact voice, you understand, but it's my way of approaching this because it's, it's practical. You know what I mean? Like I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I know the practicalities of losing weight, of mastering your weight for good. And it all starts with what you're saying to yourself in your head and how you're thinking. And so, yeah, you do want my words ringing in your head. Um, yeah, it seems hypnotic to me. I'm not convinced about all the energy thing either, but I agree. Yeah, yeah, right. But again, anything can work. You know, I think there's a lot of things like that, you know, so um, I don't take away anything from EFT. I just, I don't like sometimes when they, I, I don't like like putting the scientific kind of spin on it. You know what I mean? This, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that stuff. Same with Reiki. Like I'm a Ra I'm certified Reiki, right? And I kind of put them in a similar category, you know? And so Reiki, you just put your hands over people in the energy. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. I got tuned. I got attuned, you know, to be a Reiki master. And, um, you know, you, you sit on a rock. It was cool. It was in Sedona. You know, it was, it was a really cool scene. You're on these red rocks. It's sundown. It's a cool thing, you know? And uh, the guy stands behind you and he's like, oh, do, 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 do. I don't know what he's doing. I wasn't looking. He goes, I just opened up your, your chakras and your energy. Do, do, do. Okay, whatever. And so now I can stand over people and heal them with my hands. You know, I don't think so. I don't believe that. However, I do believe it too. You know what I mean? If everyone wants to believe it, it's a, it's a, it's a process that can be helpful because the person may relax and calm down. If they want to believe that power beliefs, powerful, right? Placebo effect proves it every day. Every time they do a study, placebo effects real. So, um, I feel about EFT the same way I do about Reiki. And then I think it's all hypnosis. Um, yes, hunty. My anxiety is worse than since quarantine and my acrophobia is horrible. What do I do? Yes, that is so real. And I can't even like read my mind. Um, because I was just talking about this today. I mean, this whole, COVID thing was so traumatic for, for certain people, you know? Um, and there's just been no real solutions talked about, right? Cause it was a while and it, it changed everything out of nowhere. Um, yeah. Agoraphobia. Yeah. So you're scared to go out right in the world. Um, I mean, I'll tell you what, what I always do, right? So, so again, this goes back to the subconscious mind, like, like, and this is with phobias. I work with phobias for a lot of years and hypnosis. That's probably what hypnosis is most effective for, in my opinion, is um, phobias. And so, I mean, I would cure lifelong phobias in people in 10 minutes, you know? And so long story short, I can't fix this right now. It's hard to do this without like working with you. But um, what's happening is, you know, like on a conscious level, that's ah, kind of silly and I shouldn't be so scared and I shouldn't feel anxious, but you do. Right. And this goes down to it again, this idea of the subconscious mind's running the show. And so you have no logical understanding of why you're anxious about it, but you are. 
And that's how phobias work, right? We don't, I don't know, you know why I'm scared of spiders, but I am, you know? Well, don't be silly. They're just little, they can't hurt you. Yeah, great. You know, don't be scared of a plane. It's the safest form of travel. Yeah, but I am, <laughs> you know? And so it's this subconscious association we have. So what I can tell you, just in kind of a generalized, simple way, you know, sort of working with a hypnotist, because that can be very, very helpful with phobias, is that every time you think about going out, what's happening is you're activating your sympathetic nervous system, your fight, flight, or freeze response, and you're getting very anxious, you see? And so one of the things you want to do, and you could even listen to like one of my hypnosis sessions, go to YouTube channel, and I've got different hypnosis sessions, put yourself into a very relaxed physical state in a mental state, just calm down. And then from that place of feeling calm and relaxed, imagine yourself going out into the world, but, but do it from a, in your home, in a safe place, lying on your bed, lying in a comfortable chair, relax yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, and then imagine yourself going out in the world. Okay. Because that'll be unusual. You haven't done that. I guarantee it since quarantine, you're subconsciously eliciting all this stress and tension and associating with going out and it just gets worse and worse and worse the longer you keep it going. So that, that's kind of the simple explanation. I wish I could give you a bit more of it. How do I hypnotize myself to stay asleep instead of waking up after four hours? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this is a good, I, I actually, if you want, you, you, I'm going to tell you some stuff now, but, but I will tell you if you, uh, if you want to, I have a, a program called sleep at will. And, um, if you are interested in that, I'll, uh, shoot, shoot me a message. Like, and you can email me or you can just direct message me and I'll shoot you a link to it. Um, but that'll help you fall asleep. Sleep's a skill. Okay. That's the first thing to understand is that sleeping is a skill and you can get better at it. Okay. It's not something that you just are, are, are it's not like your height. You know, it's something you can absolutely get better at. So um, waking up after four hours, though, is a little bit different, right? Because there's always a little different thing. And so a lot of times what happens when the person wakes up after four hours is because it's all hypnosis. Everything's hypnosis in my world. But what ends up happening is you're lying in bed and you start thinking about how tired you're going to be tomorrow or you start getting mad that you woke up again. And you start getting really pissed off and you're like, oh my God, I got all this stuff to do tomorrow. I'm going to be so tired. This sucks. Why do I keep waking up? And you start thinking about this and you start like getting really upset about it. And you start literally releasing adrenaline to your body. And then that brings you away from sleep. So the biggest thing I could suggest is that you pay attention to this tonight. The first step is awareness. But notice what you're thinking, what you're focusing on and how you feel. And if you start getting really upset and frustrated and you're anticipating waking up and then you wake up and then you're instantly upset about it, thinking about how bad tomorrow's going to be, um, then, then you want to work on that. Focus instead on relaxing, calming down, um, telling yourself what I would always tell myself is if I wake up, uh, I may not fall asleep, but I'm going to relax as deeply as I can because maybe I won't fall asleep, but I'm going to And listen to my words, right? I mean, this is hypnosis. I'm saying the things that you want. I want to relax. I'm going to calm down. So at least if I'm not sleeping, I'm getting some rest and rejuvenating, let my body relax. And that brings me closer to sleep anyways. So I hope that helps. Um, but yeah, if you want that program, because that's what people do, they, they wake up and then there's sessions that you can listen to if you wake up that kind of guide you back to sleep. You know, so there's, there's a process for it. How do you help someone who resists or seems not able to feel hypnosis? Um, you know, I don't. My, I started my career with a hypnosis office where I would try and hypnotize people. Um, and I found that that's unnecessary, you know? And so I just bypassed that whole thing because it's important to understand that hypnosis is not about going into trance. Hypnosis is the process of influencing your subconscious mind. Okay. And so there's no one who's resistant to hypnosis. Like people might be resistant. You know, if I'm a hypnotist, people might be resistant to me. And they might say, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable with this. Okay. But there's no one on the planet who's resistant to hypnosis themselves, the, to self-hypnosis. Let me be clear. Um, you're in a state of hypnosis every time you watch a movie, every time you watch a TV show, right? You're just passively there. You're relaxed and calm and you're just taking it in and you're vicariously experiencing that movie or show, right? You're imagining you're in that scenario and you're having all the physiological effects that go with that. Right. And so, um, that's all hypnosis as well. And uh, it's important to recognize that. So there's no avoiding hypnosis. There's not a person alive who doesn't go into hypnosis many times a day. It's a natural state to go into, you know? And um, so that, that's important to understand. Whether you're going to let someone else kind of technically hypnotize you is another story, right? Maybe you'll never do that because you might be 
anxious or, you know, don't trust him or whatever, you know. Um, but, you know, it's usually when people think about hypnosis, they kind of think of that stage hypnosis stuff, you know, and, um, you know, it's important to understand like stage hypnosis is mostly stage, <laughs> you know, with a little bit of hypnosis in it. Um, but it's primarily because um, I'm certified. I, I did that whole training due to a stage hypnosis thing. And it's just it's a show. You know what I mean? There's a lot of it's more about social proof than hypnosis in a lot of ways for a lot of these guys, because um, those people that are doing that would not do those same things in my office. Do you understand? Um, they it's because they're on stage and there's a, a set of expectations put on them and then there's social pressure uh, to perform that way, basically. And they volunteered for it. So, so it's, it's fascinating stuff to learn, um, but it's not hypnosis the way you're thinking about it, most likely, you know, but that form of hypnosis, unfortunately, um, informs most people's understanding of hypnosis, you know, so they think they're going to like do goofy shit and, uh, you know, just not be aware of what's happening and all that. Um, yeah, from a therapy perspective, I think, I mean, I'll be honest, I've switched the, the way I do my work. I don't, I didn't like the hypnosis. I really think of myself more as a coach now who uses hypnosis. Well, I don't even use hypnosis. I do. I'm using a lot of hypnosis all the time, but really my program now is about teaching you how to use hypnosis on yourself. So the very first thing I teach people in my program yourself in course is the program yourself in technique. It's a minute, two minute technique you use at night to program your own subconscious mind. You've got to take control of this process yourself. You know, um, there's again, short of a phobia, you know, if you look like a phobia, like a hypnotist can usually snap that out quick. Um, but like weight loss, it's an ongoing thing. You, you can't, I, I've not seen long-term success with hypnosis and I've, I've hypnotized a lot of people and seen them lose weight. Um, I have not seen those results last long-term just to be honest, you know? Um, and so I had to change up what I was doing. It wasn't working the way I wanted it to. And so what I have found does work is when I teach people the process, uh, themselves, it's kind of like give a person a fish, feed them for a day, give them a, teach them how to fish, feed them for a lifetime sort of thing. And so I think when you understand the process of influencing your subconscious mind, you can do it. You can do it in real time. You can recognize when shitty programming's coming at you and defend yourself from it. And so I think it's important to have understanding of, I, I call it self-hypnotic programming is my process. And so you don't have to go into a trance. You're being hypnotized all the time. You can be hypnotized being wide awake, you know, because it's not about the trance. It's about what suggestions have you accepted and which ones are you rejecting? That's, that's hypn hypnosis. And that's the important part of it. Okay. So um, I think that's really important. You know, it's really, that's what it's about is influencing your subconscious mind because your subconscious mind is controlling everything, you know? And so in terms of therapy, you know, yeah, I, I do things to people. I mean, I do think when I'm coaching people, I'm using conversational hypnosis. I'm using neuro-linguistic programming techniques, um, but I'm also bringing them through the process so I can show them what I'm doing, you know, because um, I want them to understand it. So yeah, that's my take on that. I, I think the hypnosis, I think that idea, like some hypnotist is going to put some spell on you and change everything, I think is a, it ruins the therapy anyways, um, in my opinion, you know? Um, yeah. Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad that helps you. Um, but I think, you know, like once you understand your own mind, because what I'm trying to tell you is that most of the things that are controlling your reality, certainly let's just we'll stick with weight loss here, right? That's what we're talking about. But your weight is really controlled by subconscious factors. I mean, do you, you know, right? I mean, like you must realize that on some level. I mean, because if you were just, if you were like consciously in control of your weight, don't you think you would have lost weight by now? Right? I mean, what's your reasoning? You know what I mean? Like why you haven't lost the weight. And, you, and if you really reflect on it, you're going to realize you have no real reason. You, you have very vague reasons and ideas of why you're not losing the weight. There's no real understanding there at all, you know? And so if there's no understanding, how are you ever going to fix it? Right? I mean, how, how could you? You know, I'm, I'm trying to sound like a jerk. Yeah, sure. I comfort eat. Okay, thank you. Right. So here we go. So you comfort eat, right? So you know you shouldn't, right? You know you don't want to. You want to stop comforting because you want to lose weight, right? And you've wanted to do that for what? 20 years, 30 years? <laughs> right? You know? And so it's like, there we go. Comfort eating. I, I'm an emotional eater. I'm a comfort eater. Okay, well, what's that mean? Do, do you have any what's that mean? You know, people just say that and then that's it. Right. So to me, that's just a starting point. Yeah. Okay. You use food. This is, everyone does this because you've seen millions of food ads in your life and every food ad is a hypnosis session and each food ad is trying to elicit a state and then trying to attach the emotion to the food. 
And so now here you are, it's nighttime and you feel lonely and you go and eat some cake because it makes you feel better for a moment. You know, it's the, oh, I, I'm going to eat cake. You don't know why, but because subconsciously you remember you had a birthday party where you were the center of attention. You were felt loved and connected to people. And now here you are 40 years later feeling alone and you go and eat cake because it makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside for five minutes. You know what I mean? Like that's what's driving the behavior because it doesn't make any sense, right? You want to lose weight. Why are you doing it? Do you know what I mean? Like your behaviors don't make sense. Logically, they make sense subconsciously all the time. And so once you understand that you can, it's like, it's like getting glasses. <laughs> it's like, that's the best way. You're like Mr. Magoo. You know what I mean? Like, like you guys are all like Mr. Magoo walking through and it's like, you can't see anything. You can't see the connections. So how are you going to fix it? You don't see these connections. And so you try to, just control it with willpower. But what's happening with emotional eating? Let's stick with that, right? I comfort eat, okay? So I eat for comfort. And you say, I got to stop emotional eating. I want to lose some weight. And so you say, get out of your comfort eating, right? Well, now we got a problem because now you got no comfort. <laughs> See how long that lasts. But who gives a shit about weight loss, right? You don't feel comfort for three, four, five days. You'll got your little binky, your, your food, your comfort eating. Yeah, maybe you're losing weight, but you're ready to kill someone. And you say, screw it, this ain't worth it, right? So what do I say? I say, let's recognize that. Let's get rid of the food and let's keep the comfort. And let's make it even better. Let's find a better way to feel the comfort. Now that's, that's a whole different story. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying just, it just changes like that, but at least now you're on a path that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and again, it, yeah, it's, it's challenging, but it's not as challenging getting rid You're getting rid of the food and the comfort. And I say, just get rid of the food and let's keep the comfort. Guess what? That's way easier. It's way more appealing to your mind and body, you know? And that's just one example. I mean, it's just, I, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to sound negative if you don't get my program. I don't want to be, to be like that, but I genuinely do not know how someone could change their weight without understanding self-hypnosis. It, it's your subconscious mind is running everything. So how are you going to fix it if you don't understand your subconscious mind? That's why like everything you do brings you further away from your goal, doesn't it? <laughs> right? Is anyone closer to their weight loss goal now? Like, are you getting smarter with time? Are you figuring it out? Are you getting closer? You're not. You're, I always say this to people, I mean, it could be 20, 30, 40 years you've been trying to do this and you know as little now about how to lose weight as you did before you started your first diet 30, 40 years ago. That's how you know you're on the complete wrong path. I mean, you're no better off. You're worse off because now you're frustrated. You go, oh, what's it take? What's going on? Am I broken? What's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. The strategy you're following is horseshit. The dieting strategy is a complete, it's, it's you consciously trying to fight against your subconscious mind. And that's why it's never going to work. You know? <laughs> yep. Sarah Lee Chocolate Gato is basically childhood on a plate, right? That's what I mean. It's subconscious, you know? Um, you know, and, and to be honest, by the way, you don't even have to address the why. You know, I, I mean, I, I know I don't want to sound like I'm saying two things. It's helpful to recognize the emotional thing you're getting out of it. But you do not. The biggest mistake people make is they're logically in their head saying, why do I keep doing this? What's wrong with me? Why am I? Why can't I eat better? Why do I keep making this mistake? Why do I emotionally? Eat? Why do I keep comfort eating? And your brain is a servo. Your subconscious mind is a servo mechanism. So you keep asking these questions. And you keep getting the same answers. But you're so addicted to it because you think you're going to get like this cognitive breakthrough and you're gonna be like, Oh, that's why. Oh, and then you think everything's going to change from that point. And it's not because your weight loss is not about information. You know, everything you need to know to lose weight. What you need to do is you need to practice it now. No one ever thinks of it this way. You need to practice thinking, feeling, and behaving like the thin, healthy person you want to be. It's not about getting more information. It's about practicing it. And so you can encourage and speed this process along and solidify it by using hypnosis at the same time. But there's a completely different approach. That's why in my program, there's a 60 page workbook. That's the weight mastery blueprints, mindset, lifestyle, eating. And you go through that and you create a customized, personalized plan for yourself. Like you've never done this. I know it. I know you haven't because I don't even know another program that does this. It's weird. I got to tell you, it's a weird thing in life. I just had this conversation today. I was like, I feel like I'm on crazy pills because I'm like, because I, I don't know, I'm smart my own way, but I'm not like smart, like, like the psychology, I read psychology books, I have 50 books a year. I'm like, geez, these guys are so smart. The experiments they come up with and the way they did all this stuff's brilliant. But again, why isn't anyone talking about, um, why don't I do the things that I want to do? What's stopping me from actually losing weight? I think about it every day, all day for 30 years and I never do it. Like, where's the psychology book on that? 
right? And I'm like, what? You know what I mean? And so no one has, no one brings you any closer to that. So it's, this has been a 30 year path for me. And again, it started with me and I got the results I got. And it was a big deal to me. My dad died at 54 of a heart attack. I was nine years old. And so 19 years old, I'm binge drinking. I'm 50 pounds heavier. I am just a mess. And just through the miracle of life, I come across in two months, I took a semester off from college. I come across hypnosis, neurolinguistic programming, Tony Robbins, yoga, guitar, martial arts. It was just, I, just a miracle. I, I just feel like the, the universe shined down on me, you know, during that time. And it changed everything for me, you know? And, um, oh, thank you, you know? And, and so it led me on this path. And I, I, I began to change everything from the inside out. You know what I mean? Like, like everything begin to shift and change in comfortable ways. And so I was so amazed at the results I got. It just became an obsession of mine that, um, you know, I got a degree in economics and finance <laughs> and I went and instead got certified in hypnosis at NLP, you know? And so, um, then a yoga instructor and all this stuff. And, uh, cause I wanted to help other people do it, you know, cause to me, weight loss isn't about just looking good in a bathing suit or looking good in your clothes. That's a nice thing. I mean, great, you know, but it's more about, um, living, living longer, you know, being there for your family, you know, being the person you want to be kind of fulfilling your potential, you know, living a, a meaningful quality life because your weight's affecting all that, you know, and that's the problem. You know, we live in a society that undervalues health, that minimizes it because there's a lot of money to be made off of you being overweight and sick. You know, they make money off of you with the food and then they make money. There's a, the obesity conspiracy, right? It's the food manufacturers, the diets, and the medical establishment, right? And the food manufacturers and the diets are the same thing. You all know this, right? Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Slim Fast was owned by Unilever, the same company that owns Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Uh, Atkins Food Products is owned by the same company that owns Cinnabon and Onion's pretzels. Do you really think those companies don't want you <laughs> to eat their food so much? Do you think so? Right. I always say this. I'm like, well, the day they buy program yourself then and put it out to the world, I'll, I'll eat my words, but that ain't happening. Cause if all of a sudden, if they put program out yourself then out to the masses, their sales would tank because a week into my program, you wouldn't want to eat that shit. You know what I mean? And, um, so anyway, so, so we got the food manufacturers, the, the diets are the same thing. And then you get the medical establishment and I find them complicit. I mean, I love medicine. I love doctors, but it's like, I find that let's be honest. It's a business model built on treating symptoms, not curing diseases. And so that's why we've never had more medical you know, intervention ever in our history. And we got 70, more than 70% of the population is overweight or obese. Hey, guess what? There's a lot of money to be made with you eating all that food with you keep buying all their diets and then needing their medicines to deal with your type two diabetes and all the other bullshit that comes from the, the, um, disease and the health and the overweight and all that stuff. Right. So it's, um, I don't know, you know, it bums me out because it's, you know, it's like, God, it's, it's the number one cause of death now is related to obesity and being overweight. It's preventable, you know, my dad, I mean, I look at my, I, my dad, I look at these foods now, I didn't always look at it this way, but it's like, I bit my lip. Um, I look at the food as like drugs. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? It's like my dad, if he died of a heroin overdose, I'd probably hate heroin. You know what I mean? I'd be an anti-drug crusader. But instead it was food, you know? And, and he couldn't stop eating it. He knew he had a bad heart. He knew he had, you know, he, he was technically obese. He had gallstones, he had flat, you know, um, um, heart, heart issues, uh, I can't even remember all the stuff he had wrong. But it's like he couldn't change. He couldn't change his behaviors. You know, that was 80, 1984. So it's a little bit different too. But he wouldn't have been, I don't know, you know, it's like we see it now. You know what I mean? People have no ability to change their behaviors. That's the problem. It's not another diet you need. You need to understand how to change your behaviors. And people don't, you know? And uh, that's what I try and, you know, that's, that's what I help people with is uh, is doing that, you know? Because that is what, is going to get you the results you want is understanding how to do that, you know, understanding how to influence your behaviors. And the way you influence your behaviors is it influence your thinking, your mindset, right? Your weight is controlled by your mindset. Your mindset is more of an influence on your weight than your genetics, your diabetes, your hormonal issues, your menopause, your metabolic disorder. Your mindset is more important than all of those things. And no one's ever teaching it to you, right? What, what big diet's teaching you your mindset? 
what Weight Watchers because they say be mindful. What's that mean? <laughs> you know, it's goofy. My mindset program is broken down to six things. It's motivation, self-image, habits, emotions, thinking, maintenance, breaking it down. We break it down. Do you know how to motivate yourself? If you do, it's, guess what? Weight loss becomes a lot easier, right? Do you understand? There's a process of self-image. You have a self-image. The self-image you hold to yourself, right? The way you think about yourself, it's almost like the thermostat that's controlling your weight. You know, they talk about like a weight set point, like it's physical. It's mental. It's your self-image. You think of yourself as an overweight person. You, you are been thinking about yourself as an overweight person who's struggling to lose weight for so long that you can't think of yourself any other way. You know? Your physical self is just a projection of your mental self-image, <laughs> you know, it's true. So it's like, that's what you want to change. I mean, how do you, how do you explain people that lose weight and then put it back on, right? What's your explanation for that? You know, and you probably don't have one. And so I think that, uh, you know, once you start understanding that stuff, it's, it's not rocket science, you know? But again, I say like Mr. Magoo, you just you just don't see any of this stuff. You're trying to do this blind, you know, and that's why it's not working, which is okay. But just don't take that on yourself. Don't be like, oh, there's something wrong with me. I'm broken. I can't lose weight. No, it's it's the strategy. It's the strategy you're trying to follow. It's it's ineffective, you know. It's um inadequate. It's ineffective, uh, and it doesn't work. And that's why. You're not getting the results you want. So if you want to get new results, <laughs> I'll help you out. You know, you watch my TikToks, watch the lives I do. Um, go in my bio. I'll give you a hypnosis session you can listen to. Uh, right as soon as you opt in, it takes a couple minutes to send it to you. I put, give you a training, three steps to master your weight. Okay? If you're really serious about losing weight, you might want to watch that. You know, um, I have a YouTube channel. I do podcasts, program yourself then, you know, doing what I can. But yeah, let me know. You guys got any questions on weight? Anything you struggle with? Someone says, I saw a young bird and he was glancing at a picture of a fast looking car this morning. Oh, that is interesting. That is very interesting. Um, I'll have to tell my son about that. He loves birds. Thank you. Definitely up for that. Yeah, yeah. Go check it out. You'll like it because it sounds like you have some experience with some different healing modalities. And um, I think that that's, you'll get more out of it, you know, uh, no doubt about it. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's, there's still a way to do it. Oh, Callie, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, I got a few minutes. If you guys have any questions about specific things, let me know, and I will try and give you some insights, do what I can, you know? Uh, at, at the very least, you know, it's, I feel like I can bring you a different perspective. I think perspective's like the biggest thing missing from weight loss, you know, because we're so talking about hypnosis, like we're, we're inundated and bombarded with weight loss marketing messages our whole lives. So they've infected the way that we think about weight loss in a, in a lot of negative ways that really pretty much makes it impossible to lose weight. If you think like a dieter, you know, I did that video. Um, think like a thin person, not a dieter, because thinking like a thin person embedded into that is literally like the struggle, the weight loss struggles embedded into that idea, you know? Um, and one of the things about weight loss or, or thinking like a dieter is that you think in a short time frame. you know, I'm, I'm always fast. I mean, again, 20 years of this working with people and it's amazing. I mean, how short time frame people thinking like they're thinking about weight loss in terms of like days, maybe weeks, rarely months. No one's thinking in terms of a year. You know, and they have that saying that no one or that people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. And I think that sums it up pretty well um, that, you know, you're, you're you're so focused on just the results and get them as quick as possible that you keep trying extreme plans that you can't keep up. You know, you can't maintain them. And, um, you know, you just keep repeating that same initial cycle over and over. You know, so if you heard that in the beginning, I was talking about the phases of change, Virginia Satir, you know, oh, here's Vicky, right? So Vicky's in the program. You're certainly doing that. My focus now is to enhance my inner supportive adult voice to stand up, right? I love that. That That is so good, Vicky. Yeah, 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 yeah. To stand up, for, yeah, to my critical parent voice. That's right. And th take this with you too, Vicky. Like that voice is defending your child. You know what I mean? So that that's just an extra layer of, of intensity we can bring it. Um, TG Bambina says, this explains how you still feel fat after losing weight, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
It does. And the outer end down from 345 to 220 on eight months and still going. Boom. Yeah, calorie deficit and exercise. Awesome. Awesome. Callie, great advice. Love it. Yeah, awesome, Callie. Super. I'm glad you guys are enjoying this. The outer end. Damn, that's that's a, something else. 125 pounds. Good for you. Eight months. That's what I like to see. I love when people get on there. They've been at it for eight months, a year, two years. Those are the people I learn from. That's what I learned from. I learned NLP, which is really the science of modeling, you know, and um, that was the shift. And so it's a, basically the, the NLP idea is that you find people are getting the results you want and you um, model them. You know, it's not, you don't just do what they do. You, you go deeper. How are they thinking about things? You know, and that was, that was the game changer for me. Uh, I was just talking about this yesterday. Like I, I, growing up, the guy who taught me the most about diets was a 400 pound comedian. He was a family friend, a great guy, right? Um, spent the last 20 years in a wheelchair. Cause he, he would start a different diet every single week. He knew every single diet and he would invest in them too. I mean, he got that guy spent so much money on diets. It was unbelievable. But none of them ever worked. You know, he couldn't stick with any of them. And so it's like, it, it was crazy. Oh, yeah. Could you share? Say, I'll, I'll got, I got right into that. So, so he was part of the story in a way, right? So, my story, I always think my story, it didn't really start. It started with my dad. I always say that. But to be honest, it started before that because um, there was someone I knew in my life who got bullied about the weight thing. And, and that was unbelievable. But then my dad died of a heart attack. And that was really where it really starts, you know? And, um, I remember nine years old thinking like, I knew, I knew his weight and his lifestyle. I knew, I just knew that, you know, and I was like, oh, I'm never gonna let that happen to me. And 10 years later, I'm 50 pounds heavier than I am now, you know, and I was binge drinking and I was just lost, depressed. I didn't deal with any of the emotions. My dad dying 10 years later, um, you know, eating food. I, I just out of control with stuff. And, uh, it, that's, I was just saying this, I took a semester off from college and I, it was just a miracle. I, I mean, it really just feels like a miracle. I, I, I can't, cause I can't take credit for it. You know that I can't take credit that I took that semester off. And in a month or two, I was exposed to hypnosis, NLP, yoga, guitar, martial arts, meditation. I, I you know what I mean? It just, it happened to me, but through no fault of my own. Um, and it just changed me. It, it really did. It, it just, that was it. Well, you know, within a couple months, I pretty much quit drinking, um, you know, changed my eating, uh, just my whole life changed, you know? And, um, that's, I said, it was funny. <laughs> and then how about this one? Right. So that was so crazy. So I learned that. Right. And then like, so I tell you the semester off and then the summer came. So it's probably like six months later. And so I go to school, I'm business school. Okay. I go for the first day and there's a, who a hypnotist there <laughs> for the, they have like the orientation, you know, and there's a hypnotist there, Jerry Valley. And, uh, he was a great hypnotist. He was out in the Boston area because he was great. Cause he did his stage shows, but he would do like when he went to schools, he was doing like demonstrations. I would say it was more of a demonstration than a show, you know? And so I remember he hypnotized these people and he made them, he regressed them back to being like an elementary school and he had them like write their names out and they were like little kids writing. And I was like, Holy cow. And he was just doing all this phenomena, you know what I mean? That you can do hypnotically it wasn't goofy stuff. And I was like, holy cow. So here I am sitting my very first day of business school, my new business school, right? Now I got to be honest, like I'd already started going alternative by this point, but I was like, oh my God, I'd never seen that, you know? And I was like, oh, so then I'm like doing two years, I get my finance degree, you know what I mean? I got an investment degree in economics, all this business stuff. But the whole time I'm meditating, I'm doing yoga, I'm doing all, reading everything on hypnosis. So um, <laughs> that was a contentious time. I ended up with a degree, you know, struggle through it, got it. But at that, I was like, you know, I'm on that path, but you know, sometimes in life, we're just trying to do what we think we're supposed to do. Um, there wasn't a lot of support for the alternative stuff. You know, I always say, thank God I have my, it's my wife now, but she's my girlfriend at the time. So I had her, um, but th there wasn't a whole lot of support to go alternative. Um, but anyways, long story short is that, so then I, I went, you know, you, you get to jobs and the whole time I'm just always reading. I was obsessed with all this stuff, yoga, hypnosis, NLP, personal change, all of this self-improvement, personal development. So ultimately I went and, um, I'm like, I, I can't work this corporate stuff. I can't do these jobs. And so I got certified, you know, master hypnotist, certified in NLP, certified in yoga, um, ultimately certified as a strategic coach, Tony Robbins thing. Uh, and, I began, I opened up an office. I began working with people as a hypnotist, a straight hypnotist. And, you know, you kind of start off like everyone does, they're reading the scripts to people. And, um, anyways, so, 
so my story, so I dropped the 50 pounds and I, I really, I transformed my life pretty quickly. And, uh, you know, the big part was that I began talking to people that lost the weight. So I just, I want to put that part in real quick because that's the role modeling piece. So I would talk to people that lost weight and kept it off. And I quickly realized they thought so different about this process. You know, it wasn't just about what they were doing. I could see they thought differently about it. Cause like I was, I was referencing that comedian, that the 400 pound guy, and he could tell me, he would explain all the logic behind the systems, but he never spoke like a thin person. He never spoke like someone who was going to get those results almost. Now I didn't realize that until I began speaking with people that really thought different. And I'd never talked to people like that in my life, you know? And so I quickly realized it was the way they thought about food, the way they thought about their health, the way they thought about themselves, their life, all of these things, they thought different about it. And that's what led them to almost naturally um, have different behaviors. And that was a big shift. So I began, you know, changing my lifestyle, adding all these habits all the Long story short, I, I opened up an office, began working with people. Um, right off the bat, w weight loss was always kind of a focus of mine. Um, although I did general stuff as well and I enjoyed that, but then I really zoomed in on, on hypnosis or on weight loss it, within a year. I'd created program yourself then, which is my, my program, um, began teaching that different places. I had a friend who was doing online stuff, you know, and I began, we, we began promoting it online and, you know, here we are, you know, 20 years later, um, you know, doing this. And so, yeah, it's been a journey, you know, I've, I've done all, I've done you know, group work done, individual private coaching, put programs out. Um, this version now I think is the best one because I get to work with all these people and, and I love that, um, very much. Um, yeah, so my program, right. So it's program yourself. Then it is an, an online program. Uh, but the very first thing is you learn the program yourself then technique, which is a self hypnotic programming technique, which don't let that scare you. It's, it's a real simple to minute technique you use at night to program your subconscious mind. Um, and so that's the first thing you learn. Then there's a 60 page workbook you go through. And again, that's the real core of it because what it is, it's a weight mastery blueprint and it's three specific categories, your mindset, lifestyle, eating, and you come up with your own. And I make this pyramid shape because the mindset piece is the most important piece. That's the foundation. The lifestyle piece is put on top of that. And then the eating piece is on top of that. And I think you need to have those foundational pieces first before you get to the eating. And I think most people just try to start with the eating. It's like trying to make a house from the roof down, you know, no foundation. So even the mindset piece is six categories and you go through it. So it's the first thing you do is motivation, right? Because without motivation, what are we doing here? And most people have no idea how to motivate themselves. So I, I take you through what I call the motivation matrix. The first level is how to use pain and pleasure, you know, very strategically to motivate yourself. Those are the twin forces of motivation. Um, the next one is, uh, uh, level two is intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. Oh, the science of motivation and understanding that. Then once you're ready to go, you know, then we do the self-image. That's, that's where the work really starts because the process I always take people through, it's not really a weight loss process as much as it is a process of becoming the person who you want to be. So I say you have to take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. And it starts with defining your self-image because it becomes a different goal. Wanting to lose weight is not enough motivation weight loss is really, a, it's an extrinsic motivator. It's the weakest form of motivation. And so you need to give this process more meaning. The, the weight loss in itself is not enough. And so this is really a process of being the best version of you. What's important to you in your life now? Is it being, you know, a parent, a partner, um, running a business, what, whatever is most important to you in your life, it's, it becomes a process of becoming better at that. And the weight loss is almost a secondary side effect. It's a smarter way to set it up. Next, we do about habits, you know, the neuroscience of habits. So you can understand what a habit is neuroscientifically. So you can be strategic. You know, usually with people try and deal with their habits with willpower, just fight against them, ineffective. Um, then you learn how to deal with your emotions, you know, how to feel the emotions you want, how to deal with the emotions you don't want to feel without food. And very few people have those skill sets, you know. Then there's thinking like a thin person. Um, literally, how do you think like a thin person? <laughs> what do you say to yourself? What questions do you have? Do you understand mindsets? Um, all of this stuff. And then there's maintenance, you know, again, another thing that no one ever talks about, um, but you need to start working on maintenance on day one. You can't assume you're going to get to day two. You can't assume you're going to get to week, week two. Um, they estimate, or this is Brian Wansing said, 39% of people can't make it past a week on a diet. 75% can't make it past a month. 95% ultimately fail. So you can't take the maintenance thing for granted. You know, you, you have to have strategies and, and know how to do it right from the beginning. Then once you get that, then we move on to the lifestyle piece and there's eight lifestyle components. There is, um, 
sleeping, number one, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. And I show you how to implement these into your life in a practical way, because I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. It's a lot, but I show you how to do it quickly, easily um, to get some consistency within some of the benefits out of that. And then we work on the eating stuff, right? And you come up with your own eating blueprint. I mean, I give you a structured way of kind of doing it. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So sounds amazing, right? Yeah. I, oh, the psychotherapist, you'll, you'll go nuts for it. So here's what you do if you're interested in this program. And then it was real quick. And then there's support along the way, like you've never heard because it's an eight week program, right? And so every day for eight weeks, every morning, cause it's delivered through your phone. So every morning you wake up, there's a little message there from me with a new hypnosis session. It's a five minute morning session you listen to. So you start your day off, relax, calm with all these positive mantras going into your mind. And then at night there's sleep gnosis sessions. You get eight of those. So each week you get one, it's a 10 minute session. And those are weight core weight loss mantras that you put into your mind. And so I just had someone said, yes, they put it best. Like I bookend my day, you know what I mean? With all this positivity. Cause if you think about it, you're not getting any of that ever in society, you know? And then there's 25 sessions in a hypnosis library you can listen to. And then every Tuesday and Thursday we have office hours where I, I literally coach you through the process. Cause I can promise you, and this isn't going to sound motivating, but you're going to hit, even over eight weeks, you're going to hit times where you feel frustrated, where you feel down, where things aren't good enough. And that's, that's worth the whole price of the program where it's like, I coach you through that. And I think everyone, anyone that's on here, that's in the program could, would agree. Um, you know, it's such an amazing group right now. This has been really so amazing. This is the first like real, real group program intensive that I put together. And it's just so awesome. I've been doing a lot of private coaching for a couple of years. Um, so this has been amazing, you know, such a great group of people, but you get to see too, like when I work with other people, you get to see from different, different angles. So yeah, if you want to, if you want to find out more about it, um, go click on my bio, you get, I'll give you a hypnosis session for free. Um, and then you'll be brought to a page where there's a, a training, three steps to master your weight. Uh, it's about 30 minutes or so let that play. And then at the end of that, I'll, I'll talk about the program and, and you can find out how to get involved with it. But, um, you want to watch that training first, make sure it's a right fit. You know what I mean? Cause it's an investment of time, energy and money. Um, so you want to make sure it's the right, right fit for you. So that's why I set it up that way. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I got to tell you, I, I, I say <laughs> it, it is, I, I say it's the number one weight mastery program on the planet. Cause that's all the cheating. Cause it's probably the only weight mastery program on the planet, but I can't think of a more comprehensive approach to mastering your weight that's out there. I, I just, it just leaves everything in the dust. <laughs> you know, I, I really believe that, you know? And so it's like, you know, I get on these coaching calls. I'm never like, that's the thing, right? I'm never scared. Like if someone's like, Oh, I had a bad week. Oh God, everything's terrible. Like I, I eat that stuff up. You know what I mean? I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. Like that's my bread and butter. So I can turn people around. You know what I mean? Like that. And that's, that's the secret because you know what you think the big mistake people make with weight loss, they think they're going to start day one being perfect and they're going to ride that perfection out until they reach their goal weight. Right. And it's such a, it's a goofy premise, but you're literally in a state of hypnosis from all the diet marketing you've seen, but the real, and I just talked about some Virginia Satir's, um, you know, uh, stages of, of change that what happens is you start the process and you go into a state of chaos, <laughs> right? Because we're, we're living in a state of status quo. And so when you start your weight loss plan, you're stepping over the abyss. I mean, you're stepping into a, it feels very disorienting when you change up your eating. And so that's a problem with the diets anyways, because they try and change way too much too fast, I think. And so, um, but even if you just change a little bit, it's, it's disorienting a little bit. So it's so helpful to have someone there guiding you through the process you know, because with weight loss, most people try and do it on their own. I always think like Weight Watchers out of all the programs was probably one of the better ones just because of that group dynamic. Um, and even that a lot of times is fading away as they move to an online model. And then well, I don't know what you're paying them for. Um, but anyways, but, um, you know, again, what it comes down to, I think, with weight loss is that pretty much every single program out there is telling you what to do and no one is showing you how to get yourself to do it. And certainly no one's supporting you in the way that you need to be supported. And um, that, that's the biggest difference, I would say. You know, So it's not a surprise that people aren't getting results because the strategies they're using are just so woefully inadequate You know that, that how could they ever get results you know, with, with that approach? Um, they, they're just winging it. You know what I mean? They're just completely winging it. And when you hear my program, I mean, it's just so comprehensive. Um, you know, and I wish I wasn't the only comprehensive. I, I literally, I can't even think of another program. I mean, I'm sure there's some out there, but... Um, in terms of any big programs, what are they? You know, it's like 
it's always like the tactic. That's how diets are marketed. That's how they come up with them. It's one, it's one concept, even like keto, right? So you take keto, you take something as complex and difficult as cutting all the carbs out of your life, but it sounds simple conceptually. Oh, just stop eating carbs, right? So it sounds so easy to our I could do that, right? Now the reality was a lot harder, but, but that's what all the diets do. They make it seem so simple um, when in reality, the process of change is a challenge, you know, and no doubt about it. Um, so it helps to have a comprehensive system and someone there guiding you through it, you know? So yeah, that's the plan. So anyone that's interested in it, go, go check it out. I mean, you, uh, if you're really serious about losing your, losing weight and, and really taking control as me and the person you want to be, um, you owe it to yourself to at least watch that training, you know, go listen to the hypnosis session, see how effective it is for you. Um, you know, all right, everyone, I got to get out of here. Got a call coming up. Thank you very much for listening. I got a bunch of videos coming out. Go check them out. Check them out on YouTube channel put up a bunch of cool stuff there and a podcast program yourself then free new episodes every day all right and uh integrative therapist i hope to see you in the program all right everyone have a great day goodbye